0: You're listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry.
1: Kim Briscoe!
0: Can you hear me okay? I'm having some issues trying to get the clubhouse. So the,
1: the clubhouse room is gone. So we'll just hang out here for a minute. <laughs> okay, <that's laughs> is fine. that okay with you?
0: Yeah, that works for me. That's fine.
1: All right. The clubhouse room wasn't working out so well. So I was like, you know what? Wi-Fi technology? We just gonna go with what's working right now.
0: <laughs> right. I get it. I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to see you in person.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's always good to see people off the uh off the clubhouse room. Um and talk to right? you. The-
1: I know, right? It's like you you make friends on social media, and then you're like, "Wow, look, there you are, alive and in person, and live in color."
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you meet people and you you build these relationships, audio only, right, or a couple pics, and then you yep. see them. It almost feels like you already know them. So it's pretty cool. I like it.
1: I do too. I do too. Well, welcome to my show. This is Beating with Sherry. This is my daily show. But Ken, I'm going to put it out there right now. I got to have you back so that we can do an extended conversation because I would love to have you on my podcast as well. I think this deserves a much longer conversation.
0: Yeah, 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 I get it. It's cool.
1: Yeah. So I I have a lot of people and I know that people are always talking about sales funnels. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got into it and and what you do?
0: All right. So I'll I'll try and keep it under 20 seconds. Oh, Um, we got time. We got time. (laughs) I um, say I'm an artist by, uh, by talent and I got into marketing communications in 1998. Uh, started an agency in 2000 and have evolved with the industry. So, you know, we went from print and direct mail to email, websites, landing pages, um, all the way now to leveraging social media and creating sales funnels um, in order to help my customers and clients either advance some type of initiative, advocate from a nonprofit perspective, or make sales from a, a retail or online environment. Um, so, for me, sales funnels have always been there in some way, shape, or form. They just were never called sales funnels. So,
1: yes.
0: So yeah, 20 years in the biz, and now realizing these these processes have have titles and and names that are being thrown around all the time. So um, that's how I got in, and that's how I became close to and really appreciate the sales funnel process
1: yeah i'm glad you said that that's something i like to talk about sometimes is that sales funnels really are not a new thing um i just think it's a new title i always tease way back in the 1900s when i was in college um we were still learning about sales funnels but we weren't calling it that exactly
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah so, um, what made you really um, focus on it? Because I know you you have like a an ebook, and you have some other things around that. What what do you find that drives you to it and makes you appreciate it? Um,
0: I think because people want to start online businesses, and there are just all these points of entry, um, mm-hmm. and there's just so much information out there, and there isn't there isn't one strategy that can work for any business, um, any environment at any stage in your business that in my opinion, creating a sales funnel um, offers the the opportunity for you to put all the necessary tools in your business in creating a sales funnel to build a business online or even attract customers offline. So, sales funnels for me is a great foundation to start because I'm not kind of piecemealing. I'll oh, go get an email list. I'll start with social media. Uh, you need to have a website. I'm not giving you all these things. I'm giving you a process that fills in the steps. But mm-hmm. in filling in the steps to create a sales funnel you're actually creating a strategy for your online business. So You don't realize it, but you're learning all of the necessary skills and putting the necessary components in to build an online business while you're quote unquote creating a sales funnel. So it's just a great way to introduce a strategy um, for beginners and to help more experienced marketers or online business owners really get a full understanding on how they're getting customers and how they're making sales.
1: Well, I have to be honest with you. So when I first initially heard about sales funnels, as it is today, it was through ClickFunnels. I think that's where everybody got started, right? Russell Brunson changed the world with ClickFunnels.
0: Man, he's a great brander. He did a great job at that.
1: He did. He did.
0: Not too happy with it, but hey. I was going to say, do you have
1: any feelings one, one way or the other? Because it's funny, when I meet other marketers, they either love it or they don't. Um, I haven't found anybody that was completely lukewarm about it.
0: Oh, I'm ClickFunnels, I'm definitely lukewarm. I've used okay. ClickFunnels, um, it's, a, it's a great tool. What I, what I like about what Russell did from a marketing perspective is he created the need for his product by kind of leveraging a process. So when people hear sales funnels, they immediately think ClickFunnels because of the amount of money he spent in marketing and advertising that's probably where most people were first introduced. So they think a sales funnel is a click funnel, kind of like how we think tissues or Kleenex or tubes or cotton swabs, right? So he did a masterful job of it, but what he did was he simplified a process for his product, Um, but it could be a little bit more complicated and click funnels doesn't work for everybody. So for those people who think they need a sales funnel and they buy click funnels, it may not necessarily apply to their business um, and they get kind of locked in the click funnels process Um, and and might not have the success they're looking for.
1: When you say that it doesn't work for everybody, what are some of the reasons that it seems not to work for people?
0: So one price. um, There are a lot of entrepreneurs who come in and really just can't afford the $99 ticket to get started. Uh, And the way he tiers his product is to make a sales funnel work, you're going to need some type of email component. So for his $99 product, you don't get email. And he's really giving you what's quote unquote called landing page software to capture that lead or attract someone to your business or offer. Um, but then you have to pay additional for the email. So you're at one hundred and thirty nine dollar a month ticket for something you're not quite familiar to use with. So price would be the first thing Two, his process is very linear and built around his product. So it gives you flexibility from a creative side. But if you're just getting into sales funnel, there's still a little bit of a learning curve. So the Mm -hmm. way Russell kind of positions it, you have to take the next steps in the way he's designed it. Um, If you wanted to do something a little different with ClickFunnels, it really doesn't give you the option. Um, And if you wanted to try different things with ClickFunnels, it limits the amount of sales funnels you can create. So I I like sales for ClickFunnels for someone who's a little bit more seasoned or is only like selling one product and one product only.
1: Right, right. The kind
0: of parameters it gives you work for a one or two product business, but if, if you're an entrepreneur who I know me get um, caught in that shiny object syndrome with a next yes. big thing, or you got a thousand ideas and you're like, you know what? Let me try this today. Click Funnels limits the ability for you to express yourself creatively. Um, yes. So that's that's the the only drawback. I, I'm I'm lukewarm because, like I said, it works for those one product or two product people. Um, but if you want to do something a little more creative, or you have a website in addition to the fees can stack up quickly with ClickFunnels. Funnels. Um, yeah. So that's that's my only drawback.
1: Yeah, it's funny. So um, a couple of things you said. So ClickFunnels is uh, kind of the the brand name, like you said, when it comes to sales funnels. Um, I initially fell into learning about uh, sales funnels with a gentleman by the name of Richard um, and and Rich. Actually, Rich Peoples. I don't know if you ever heard of Peoples Agency, but shout out to Rich okay. out in Arizona, and he taught me about sales funnels. Because when I initially heard about sales funnels, quite frankly, Ken, it was overwhelming, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Even if you're in marketing, you look at Click Funnels, and you're like, "What? It's a and you need to connect what? <laughs> like, I'm a very like, like." Connect this to this. Don't add mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other pieces to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a geeky kind of girl, but at the same time, I'm not that technical. So yeah. it's really funny. Um, and the first time I saw it, I was like, this is just too overwhelming for a lot of the reasons that you said. Like, it's a landing page, and then you got to add this in and add that in. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is way too much work. And I think I'm a little bit ADHD. What was it? Coco said you. something the other day that is like, um, I think it's called Vast. Something, do you remember, were you in the room when she talked about it? Oh my gosh. So she talked about a term that's called vast, which isn't quite ADHD, but okay. it, um, a thing. And so, anyway, um, Rich actually introduced us to phone sites. Have you heard of phone sites?
0: Phone sites, no.
1: So Phone Sites is another funnel building app, but it's gummed down a whole lot. It's a wow. lot easier. It's like drag and drop. Yeah. Um, there are templates in there. Um, it's super easy to connect. And that made me become interested in it. And so I started learning about it. Um, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. It's been just about a year now oh, that okay. I've started learning funnels. So I'm I'm a newbie to the game, but I love it. And it's fun I like the process and once I started understanding it when he started teaching it to me I was like I, I learned this
0: back in school exactly I this exactly. <laughs> exactly
1: exactly so yeah, yeah and learn then, to it yeah and then the other one that I've personally fallen in love with is go high level so I'm hmm. not sure if you're familiar with that wow. when we get a chance I'm gonna show you go high level but go, go okay. high level was actually built for marketing agencies Wow so Yes, and it really, really allows you to scale your agency. Um, I like to call it call it your marketing agency in a box because you can actually scale your agency and serve a lot of clients all at the same time. Mm. And it eliminates some of the work because they have what they call snapshot templates. So you can literally just load in basic information about the business, and it builds it for you in a matter of minutes. Your funnels landing page, the whole nine, your CRM, it's all in there.
0: So oh, I definitely want to check that out. We're always looking for a new tool to streamline things.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with that being said, um, click funnels not click funnels sales funnels on a basic level are, I like to say, if this, then that. But okay. how would you explain sales funnels on a basic level?
0: So for me, a sales funnel is a system that takes someone from not knowing who you are through a series of steps, and turns them into a paying customer on autopilot. That's what I described it, right? Because the, the benefit of the sales funnel is that you're not manually doing these tasks over and over again. And while you're sleeping, people are becoming aware of you. They're getting accustomed to the offer or solution you provide. They're starting to feel like they trust you through a series of steps. And then ultimately, you make them an offer. And some people buy, some people don't. Some people stay in your system and you make another offer later. But the idea is while you're out to dinner, you're making money. While you're asleep, someone's getting into your funnel and buying. While you're on vacation, someone new is getting into your funnel and buying. So for me, it, if you build a funnel correctly, it, it's going to allow you to predict um, the amount of income you can make monthly because you'll know how many people will be coming into your funnel. And you'll know that if this many people come in, than this many people actually buy, so it becomes a way for you to create predictable revenue, um, and from an agency perspective, kind of know what what you got to spend each month in order to see what you need to make each month, and then it turns into a business and less of a job. So you know, creative folks and entrepreneurs, I'm always thinking of something new, but if I have to manually manage a process, that's my problem. If I have to manually manage a process, then I can't create because I'm always doing. So sales funnels gives you some free time to bring revenue in without you always having to create the revenue through your actions, right? Trading dollars for hours. So there are a lot of benefits to it, but essentially it's taking taking someone from knowing who you are and discovering you for the first time to purchasing you through a series of purchasing from you through a series of automated steps.
1: I like that you said that it's the the automation process. It's what um, and and what I like about that is that for small businesses, solopreneurs, um, people who don't have a lot of staff or that are outsourcing, and particularly during this time, like there's so many people that are like standing up businesses as we speak, right? Right. It's a great way for them to to take one more thing off of their plate and create uh, a way to drive revenue that they don't have to stand over it minute by minute.
0: Yeah. I mean, you didn't get into this business to work. I mean, even though we do 12 to 14 hours a day, (laughs) if you you could figure it out where you build one sales funnel, and let's just say it takes you a few months to figure it out. And you're now making about five to $700 a month off of that one sales funnel. It's not a lot, but now you can build another sales funnel and do the same. And once you build them once, if you can build three or four or five sales funnels, you can easily make a few thousand dollars a month automated by just creating these products that play to a specific audience. And and what's even more important is great for solo entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, but large businesses use sales funnels all the time. You know, my, a buddy of mine works for Iron Mountain, which is like a logistics information company. And him and I were talking about a product. He was like, you know, I just learned about sales funnels in this business last year. So the terms that I was using to him were familiar. So they're not new. It's just entrepreneurs now have the tools to create them themselves for their business and start generating money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody's watching over in um, Insta- uh, Facebook or YouTube, I'm actually going to drop the link in YouTube as well. The link is on my personal and my professional um, Facebook page. So if you have questions, you can drop it in the chat here, or if you wanna join the conversation by all means, please please feel free to do so. But uh, we're talking about sales funnels. I know there are a couple of people that have been watching and popping in and out because this has been their jam. They have been wanting to learn more about sales funnels Um, This question is actually for Shannon Hinderberger. And we talked about this a little bit. Um, You do something on Saturday called, is it Sales Funnel School?
0: Sales Funnel Saturdays.
1: Sales Funnel Saturday.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Why don't you talk about that? And you do that over on Clubhouse, right?
0: Right. So Sales Funnel Saturdays is a, uh, a room that I host at 1230 Eastern every Saturday where anyone can come in. And we talk all things sales funnels. I start from the beginning, breaking down what a sales funnel is. And then I will bring people to the stage and they can propose their question about sales funnels. The interesting thing is that it always turns into a marketing strategy session. And what I try to do is I try to give anyone who comes to the stage um, actionable steps that they can put in their business immediately based on the challenge or problem that they're currently having. So I would like it if folks would kind of email me or DM me um, their particular question, problem, and business in advance. That way, as soon as we start the room, they would automatically be on stage, and we can start. But it usually takes about 10 minutes after hearing what their struggle is, um, and I'm running on a whiteboard in the background. The funny thing is, I'm drawing their funnel out on the back in the background. Wow. Um, and then I'll give them the steps they can take. So everything from what to write in your email to what to use the lead magnet to who your audience is to how often you should send email. So we just it's the, it runs the gamut, but it's just a good time for you to get your questions answered about how you should really be marketing your business to turn it directly into sales and customers.
1: So do you stream, do you live stream while you're doing this?
0: So um it's funny that you brought that up now.
1: because um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to yeah. watch this.
0: Um I think that's what I'm going to start doing simply because the whiteboard helps me to stay on top of the information while we're talking. you know, as you're talking that you talk to clients and they're kind of throwing all kinds of things at you mm-hmm. and you're asking three or four different types of questions within the question but using the whiteboard allows me to write down the key pieces of information that I need to help them address their problem. And then I'm a visual person, so drawing the connections to the funnels and the emails and all the sequences and their values. In about 15 minutes, I can give you pretty much a roadmap. And um, one of the things I'm thinking about doing is for those who register in advance to three to five people, I'll take a snapshot of the actual um, whiteboard and then DM it to them so they can use it for their reference from what we've learned in that uh, sales funnel Saturdays.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. And to have people drop in their information ahead of time, because like you said, it does become more about branding than funnels. Um, And and I'm glad you brought that up. If you don't mind, I'd like to kind of dive into that a little bit, because I don't think, you know, uh, Shannon was when I was in Clubhouse a few minutes ago, it was working fine. But Shannon mentioned um, that she had a sales coach and mm-hmm. I asked her, you know, to talk about her sales coach a little bit. And she said, well, as you know, sales is not marketing. And a lot of people assume that it is right. But sales uh, marketing or branding is not a funnel.
0: <laughs> no, no. So it's funny you would bring it up. I had In the last Saturday, we had a discussion and, you know, we use the a lot of folks use the terms sales and marketing and branding so interchangeably, and they all have very distinct purposes. And once you understand it, you know what you're doing when and how they all dance together, right? So your branding is the story that people tell about your business when you're not in the room, right? A specific story that they tell that you've created. Your marketing is simply overcoming the objections they would have to buying your product or bringing you on as a coach or dealing with your solution. And then Your sales are just going to be how you close the door and get them to exchange dollars for that particular solution. It's really that simple. So they're all different functions, even though they all dance together. But, um, but yeah, each, each one has its role. Sometimes they're happening simultaneously and most of the time they're happening independently. If you really are efficient in your customer sales cycle, if you know exactly how you're building your business. But again, this stuff really isn't hard. Like a lot of people make it seem hard with these terms, but they do. We, yeah, once we clear the definitions out, and you understand in your business what your brand story is, which can be found out in about five minutes, you know, and then you figure out what the objections your customers have. That tells you what you should be posting on social and what your marketing should be, and then the sale: how to how to say how to get them to that transformation, how to make them understand that the problem they have, or what's possible after they solve the problem is only achievable through your tool and your tool or your coaching or your product has a fee associated. So it's, it's, once you digest, and I know I've been in the business a long time, so it's easy for me to say, but once you understand it, we can then have a conversation about your business. And once it becomes conversational, it becomes easier for you to know what the next steps are in your business.
1: Yeah. You're so right about that. What I find is that I, I find that clients who are more open to learning do best because they're learning the the terms. They're starting to understand that the different tools. I like to say that marketing is the overall overarching toolbox, and mm. then all the other things are what we have that we we use to execute what we do. So there's the branding. There's the the sales funnels. There's the um, I throw PR in because oh, yeah. like marketing and PR are the same. Oh, they, yeah. they are not. Um, but those are the things we use to get them to where they want to go. And when 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 you find people who are very, um, you know, well, I just need to, to understand, they want to understand it at a, at a very micro level. That doesn't always work either because it's like, okay, you just need to understand it at a point where it makes sense to you and then you can move on. And it and it does. It, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. And I like to be transparent, too, because I think that there are a lot of people that try to make it sound more hard and difficult than it is because it hypes them up. It allows them to charge the big prices. But at the same time, I feel like you don't have to do all of that and you can still charge the big prices because it is a lot of work and it's not easy, but it's not difficult in terms of understanding as well.
0: You're right. And I think from a, a business perspective, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with this idea. Either either I'm a coach you and you're going to do it yourself. Either I do it with you and we work together through certain processes that maybe you can't do, but you can do some of it. Or I do it completely for you. Um, right. you just tell, So I like to try to establish in the beginning what kind of relationship that client wants to have. And then it makes it easier for the client to say, hey, I don't do that. So I I want you to do that. Or, hey, I know where my my limitations stop. So it's time for you to take over. And it becomes a better relationship. But when they want to understand the minutia, me in the past, that's usually, usually doesn't turn out to be a good client just because they want to know everything they don't know. And then once they understand it, they want to manage you around it. And you really can't work your magic because they want to manage the information. You, You ever heard the saying, you got just enough info to be dangerous so you can get in the conversation, but you can't hold the conversation. Exactly. Uh, and that's, that's usually what happens, but it, it comes and goes it's part of the game.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. So what would you say, and we're going to wrap this up in just a few, but is the, is there any advice or what you would um, suggest around what makes a, a, for lack of better terms, good versus a bad sales funnel?
0: Okay. Um, that's the first time I've had that question. Thank you. Sure.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Uh, A good sales funnel is going to be, and I say, dialed in very specifically to the problem your customer has and the transformation or what's possible for your potential customer after they buy your product. And so a good sales funnel is going to stay focused on that what's possible message from the time you get introduced to them all the way until the time they swipe their credit card. A bad sales funnel is going to try to sell you all kinds of other stuff during the process. Um, Get really caught up in the bells and whistles of the product that you're selling. I like to tell a lot of my customers, no one cares about your product at all. Your, Your product is just a bridge to their relief. So you don't talk about the product until you convince them that they can get relief. So a bad sales funnel is selling the product from the first time you get an email or I mean, and just constantly saying buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now, using all these urgency tactics and tricks to scare the customer into buying right away. That's a bad sales funnel. A good one is just going to deliver on its promise, keep your eyes on the transformation, and escort you all the way to using your credit card. And then follow up with some great thank yous, some great videos to show you value the customer.
1: How do you feel about, and um, in, in what you just said, how do you feel about having upsells or downsells built into the funnel as well?
0: So I'm always on the fence with this. Ah. Because um, one, I like to make money like everybody else. And I recognize the value and psychological triggers that come with upsells and downsells. But the other side is, um, I don't mind adding value to my total cart sales with some, you know, some ancillary upsells, like you buy a regular book, here's the audio book if you want it, you know, for another twenty dollars. I don't mind that at all. But it can damage the experience when that becomes the intent. I've I've been through some sales funnels that have had five to six upsells, downsells, oh downsells upsells, upsells, up. And even though because I'm in marketing, I'm focused on buying that one product and not really distracted. I could see how it would not only dilute the brand, but damage the credibility of the original offer because there are all these other things now that I want you to get. And I like to market with integrity. Um, I like to have a business with integrity. Even though the game tells you don't have much integrity, you'll make millions of dollars. Right. I, I haven't made millions of dollars. I, I plan to in the next year. <laughs> but I think it can be done with integrity and really servicing people with a product that helps them.
1: I agree. You know, it's funny that now that you say that it, it brought to mind, do you remember when they used to have the, um, the, um, as seen on TV commercials and, you know, it was like, okay, and wait, there's more, yeah. And then there's always more. And then, then we're going to give mm-hmm. you two for the mm-hmm. price of one, if mm-hmm. you order it right now, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get more and right. more. And it's right. like, right. oh my God. And it's like, listen, I just want the original product. I don't want the add-ons. I don't want the the bonuses. Like all that other stuff is nice if it's gonna be free. But you are killing me right, right.
0: now. <laughs> right, I mean, I'm in the same boat. But I think two now are. Um, even though uh, we still have, I guess, millions of people out there, we have a, a a little bit more of a mature market when it comes to sales. Even the the TV, right now, they just go try to give you two for free yeah. shipping, right? They recognize the consumer is a little bit more educated. But I mean, I got to say it, it works as, as yeah. much as I don't want to advocate for it because it can be cheesy. It, it actually right. does work. I mean, if 25% of your sales puts a 50% increase on your revenue, then that's a huge lift if you're selling a $50 or $100 product. So right. it does work. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I've used it at times. So I'm not going to say I'm, I'm totally innocent. But right. I try to, I try to do it with integrity and make sure that upsell is really valuable to the customer.
1: I also think that it's the evolution of of the business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always talk about the evolution of social media. I think everything evolves. You know, sales techniques, traditions, yep. the way mm-hmm. we do things. But I also think that there, as my mom used to say, there's nothing new under the sun. So not at all. It usually, will come back around to you know something with just a new little gadget or widget yep. to it to make it. A little different, but it's it's something old that has been made new again.
0: Absolutely, that's how like it Like sales funnels. <laughs> Listen, the uh the the Kirby vacuum cleaner guy that used to come to our doors all the time. Yes. Whoo, sales funnel. <laughs> he started off with your product, told you about the problem. Then he threw some dirt on your floor. Told you yes. how it worked. Then he talked about all the all the stuff it can do, and then how healthy you would be, no more allergies, blah blah blah. It was a sales funnel, right? <laughs> yes. Right. It was,
1: it was, it was Encyclopedia Britannica. Same thing, couldn't wait for them to come around with the next book. Like, (laughs) who's next? What's next?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well,
1: I'm so glad to have you on here again. If you guys are tuning in. Uh, or watching this on the replay. My guest today is Ken Briscoe. He is the guru of sales oh, funnels. <laughs> I, he is I'm excited. You need to tune in. If you're on if you're not on Clubhouse, you can catch him on Clubhouse and here's the trick. If you hit us up, one of us, we may have an invitation for you. Now, let me be clear about this. Do not request an invite to Clubhouse if you don't have an iPhone or iPad because you can't get on. I learned that the hard way and I don't get my invites back once I've sent it to you. Correct. And if you don't use it, I'm mad. So right, right,
0: right. Because right. they won't give you any more if you don't use them. Every time your customer uses them, they give you two or three more to give away.
1: Exactly. So if you want to get on Clubhouse, reach out to me. I know I have a few that I'm holding on to that I'd love to give to somebody who actually wants to use it. And Ken, I don't know, I'm assuming you may have some, but if not, I'll Same. give you some of mine. Yeah, so, I got a few too, so. Yeah, so join us over on Clubhouse. Um, Ken, do you have a website or a way that you'd like people to reach you?
0: Um, you can reach me just by sending Well, I do have a website, but it's actually being redesigned. Our agency has transitioned from uh, the name a six media to the inkwell. Um, so if you go to the inkwell.agency, there should be a way you can reach out to me there. Um, you can always reach out to me at Kenny Um, or you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram. Everything is Ken Briscoe. So you can DM me and we can chat. And if you'd like an invite, just shoot me your request. Like she said, you gotta have an iPhone or an iPad because I can't waste an invite on Android. I'm I'm Team iPhone, Team Apple. Always have been. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I would love to have you join us on uh, on Saturdays.
1: Yep, and I will be in there with you. Um, you know, and I'm I may mean live stream it this
0: Saturday. I think you, I might just live stream it on Facebook this Saturday. So, <laughs> we'll see.
1: okay. We'll see. That'll work. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I enjoy when I'm able to jump in. I I enjoy it. And I I learn from you as well. And, um, you you know, and I enjoy sharing with people. And I love working with people that love marketing and love talking about it and love sharing the information. You guys, um, again, if you haven't heard Ken, I, I Thoroughly enjoy him. I know you guys are listening to me, but you got to listen to him too because this guy he pours his heart out the same way that I do, and and I I appreciate it. When you love what you do, you just don't mind pouring into people. So I thank appreciate you for too, being here with me.
0: I appreciate you too. i I've heard you and I, I see the way you help folks as well. I appreciate you too.
1: Oh, uh, Thank you. Coco said, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> this woman, she makes my side hurt. She makes me laugh out loud in real life. So Coco, cool. you might have to watch it on the replay, but we are talking about sales funnels. I'm coming into the, the, actually the end of the show. And um, I dropped my black history fact from yesterday, but I'm dropping a new one here to today Ken. Okay. Okay. So listen, talk about it because if you tune into the AP Morning Show tomorrow, you're going to hear it again. See, I got a system for this now. (laughs) I got a system. (laughs) So today, my, my, um, today is actually women, girls and women's in sports, national girl Girls and Women in Sports Day from the National Day calendar. And towards the end of the show, I love to give out um, some of the information. What are the national holidays on the National Day calendar? Are you familiar with that? Because they have some crazy holidays over.
0: Yes. Yes. I had a client ask for that. And I'm. some of the stuff they have is ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. And you know, you can make your own ho- holidays. I think you need to do one for the Inkwell Agency. And I'm going to mm. do a I I Am Sherry Goodall. I national think I will holiday. too.
0: That's a good idea. I think I will yep. too.
1: Yay. Yay.
0: <laughs> I see you with the ice cube.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I see you in your Adidas track jacket. Listen, yep.
0: I got to keep it throwback as much as I can. Hold on to I, it as much as I can.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, uh, our feature for today is National Girls and Women's in women in sports today. And my feature is Tidy Pickett. I never heard of her. It's mm-hmm. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right, right. It's T-I-D-Y-E, Tidy Pickett. She's an American track and field athlete who represented the United States in the 80-meter hurdles at the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin. And she became the first African-American woman to compete in the Olympic Games. She went on to later become a school teacher, serving as a principal at an elementary school in East Chicago Heights until she retired in 1980, and the school was renamed after her. She died in Chicago Heights on November 17th of 1986. So that is our Black History Fact and shout out for this month uh, for National Day calendar. I figured I would go find one of their hashtags and tie it into Black History Month, and there you have it.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's
1: what we do. Now, on the end of the show, so this is a little known fact, Ken, that people don't know about me, but I read tarot cards oh, wow. in real life. But I only do it on, like, special requests when people ask me because, eh, you know, it's not something I really like to do. Just like, oh, I'm just on camera reading tarot. That's not me. But what I did find, and you probably may, you may be just, just slightly under the age to remember wink, wink. I think Tavis Smiley from BET. I remember. Come on now. <laughs> so Tavis, Tavis Smiley
0: show. I remember all that crazy.
1: Yes. So um, I actually used to work at BET. So I wow. picked up these cards and Tavis Smiley did empowerment cards. So I hope you can see that. But he did empowerment cards. And this is one of my favorite decks. Um, it's actually... Not a tarot deck. It's more like an oracle deck. And it just has some great inspirational cards in it. And at the end of every show of Beating with Sherry, I go through the deck and I ask my guests to tell me when to stop shuffling. And then that's going to be our card for the day. So you tell me when to stop.
0: All right. Ready? Stop. All
1: right. All right. There we go. Right there. Okay. So this one. Ooh. Okay. So this one says move forward and reach back. So it says, as you move forward on your ascent to the top, reach back to help someone else attain equal success. There we go. I like this.
0: I definitely practice that. I'll hold that one close.
1: Yes. And I like this card for our conversation today, too, because that's what we've been talking about. Right. Reaching Mm -hmm. back and helping other people in their businesses through marketing and sales funnels. Mm -hmm. So I I always feel like whatever card comes up so far, it's always resonated with whatever the conversation has been. So I'm excited.
0: I see Coco said, is that Kim from the AP show? Yes. Tripping. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Coco. Yes.
1: Yes, it is It is he. Would you like to come on camera, Coco? (laughs) You can grab the link over on um, my Facebook page. And if you need me to uh, message it to you, I will do that now. Coco is hilarious.
0: Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, Coco. Coco,
1: Oh, my God. Coco, I'm waiting for your comedy show.
0: She is wild.
1: Let me see. I'm going to see if I can send her this message. Facebook is as acting funny. She said, hell no.
0: She don't want to come
1: on. Oh, she don't want to come on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, but hey, Coco. She said, hell no.
0: Coco <laughs> crazy.
1: I cannot. Oh, my God. So, Coco, just so you know, I was talking to Coco a few days ago and I was telling her about my sister. We're both Pisces, Ken. So, Coco has a birthday oh. coming this month, so I can't wait to shout her oh, out. me
0: too. Shout out. Mine's D18.
1: Of, Feb, of what? Yeah, I'm
0: Aquarius. Yep.
1: You're Aquarius? Mm-hmm.
0: Ah! Yeah, good yes. company. We're always good company.
1: That's why we're good company.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: Coco has a birthday coming up on the 25th, and mm-hmm. my sister is on the 23rd, and I'm March 17th. So, mm-hmm. we're, the three yep. of us are Pisces. And, Coco, I want you to know that my sister and I want to come to Canada and visit you. We have just decided this, this morning. I haven't even had a chance to tell you. So, you are finding it out here on live stream. <laughs> But we want to come visit you and hang out in Canada. So, Ken, you're going to have to meet us because- Yeah, we can figure it out. The whole thing. like
0: Canada. We can figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got to get a, a. in there.
0: Aaron, That's right. a, <laughs> a.
1: She, she said, why? Because, yeah. <laughs> so nice. we decided that you're a Pisces sister and we want to hang out with you. That's what That's it right. is. It's nothing but love. That's right. So anyway, Ken, thank you so much for being my guest today. This no is really fun. anytime,
0: anytime you let me know.
1: All right. And listen, um, for Saturday, just let me know. I'll I'll be there with you. Yeah. I'll support I'll, you.
0: I'll jump up and you can help us answer some questions. I, I always want folks to come in. Um, I really enjoy helping people strategically, simply because it's not that simple for everyone, you know, and sometimes you need yeah. somebody to simplify it so you can just hit the ground running.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I, I love that. Hit the ground running and simplify right, it. Now you're gonna
0: make me work on my stream situation. Now I gotta get my whiteboard together. I'm I think I'm I've been thinking about ordering this larger whiteboard, one of the larger ones from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. If I order it today, I might have it here by Saturday and I'll use it for my, my live stream, one of the big ones, because the small ones, it's just not enough room. So
1: yeah, but you know what? Um, real talk, if you end up using the small one, you can always hold it up to the camera as yeah. you're talking so people can see. Um, and just, you know, adjust your lighting so that it can be seen better. I think, you know, it's a stopgap until you get the bigger one.
0: We're going to figure it out. For so, sure.
1: For sure. This, be interesting.
0: this is my first time live streaming. <laughs> I said I was going to live stream in 2021 and I'm telling all my clients to do it. So I got to practice. What This I'm is reading.
1: your first time?
0: I mean, I've done it before. So I, I've done some live stream classes and courses and program yeah. challenges and all that other stuff, but I've never effectively done this. Uh, and Wait I a think.
1: Minute. Let me let me pull the mic close. This is breaking news. Cut it out. <laughs>
0: uh, I, um, I've been really thinking about this, and I think adding the visual component to those, um, because I just think there's not a lot of... Pe- there are people on Clubhouse, but you really can't see. And I've been trying to figure out how I'm able to effectively teach on Clubhouse during that two-hour time. Um, and the visual really helps folks get it. And you know, with your consultancy, when you give somebody a visual that's not a cheap product. Like when you sit down and work with them one-on-one and then draw out their sales cycle or their sales funnel, these things, I mean, not to quote, these things can sell anywhere from 200 to six to $700 depending on the product that they have. So giving them away on Saturdays, I think will really show people not just what they can do, but what's really possible um, in a way that they can digest it. And that's one of the reasons why I want to do it. I've, I've always said the internet has leveled the playing field for people of color. You can get your business up on the ground. You can start making money. Um, and I and I stand on that. So I think yeah. streaming is going to help folks even more.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? The, to, to piggyback on that, listen, I can see we could be talking all day, but this is, and I'm I'm okay with that. But this, <laughs> but we, I work to called, bro. I we got work to, like, to bro. do. I know I got a call. I got time though. <laughs> but but the but the thing about the internet and social media, this is honestly what made me fall in love with digital is that it levels the playing field for the smallest of businesses, the newest of businesses, and it allows you to compete with, with the same energy and vigor that against some of the big boys.
0: So that is why I started my business 20 years ago, literally, because I was watching a lot of small businesses not be able to compete because their marketing materials just didn't have the polished look and feel as some of the larger competitors. So for me getting in the game, and I'm a, des- a graphic designer by trade, actually self-taught really, but always an artist. Wow. So um, being able to put out professional level annual reports, create graphics and communications that when laid next to their larger competitors, look like they're on the same playing field, yeah. allowed me to elevate yeah. black businesses. Um, so that was the reason why I started my business and it's just evolved grown over time.
1: Wow. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to have you uh, back and have you on the podcast. Um, I've been listen. I've been scheduling these podcast episodes for like ever. And it's just not going this year the way that it did last year. Last year went really smoothly, but we are getting it done. And my intern literally messaged while we were talking to say that she's going to be back on board with me to do some editing. So I'm excited. So I think we're going to actually have some launch and lift off here.
0: Just call me email, All right. Facebook message me. I'll be there.
1: All right. Thank you so much again. Nice Thank meeting you, you face to face. Face to face. Yes. And have a great day.
0: Thank you. You too. Bye. All
1: right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. You can follow me on all social media at I Am Sherry Goodall, as well as meet me over on Clubhouse. And I would love for you to go ahead and click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Share this podcast with at least five of your friends and leave me a review so that I know what you love and what you're listening to the most and... If you want to drop me a voice recording here on the Anchor platform, be sure to leave me a message. I'd love to hear from you. All right. And if you'd like to contribute to helping me to continue to make great content, please feel free to send me a cash app at dollar sign Sherry Goodall.